0: Is a long time fan to be sitting here with Aaron Gray here with Larry Hama. We're talking with Kevin J. Anderson, best selling author. Mr. Neil
1: Adams. I am here with
0: David Britt, Axel Alonso, editor. Inter- Shadow Inter- Stephen. And Shadows Comic Con with uh, John Delancey's Tom King, Kevin Conroy,
1: Season 2 Denise Crosby,
0: PopCon Pop Expo. Here
1: on location at Star Wars
0: Celebration. Expo talking. For our second time with Gil Gerard, Wichita, star. Kansas. At time, the Eddie, David Gerald. Yeah, I've got Eric David Flint. We are here at Smallville Comic Con,
1: Wizard World St. Louis, Village Con in
0: Bentonville, Arkansas. Michael Lombardi. We are talking the the with uh, Alan Dean Foster, Susan Landman, of Starlog Magazine, Mr. Kerry O'Quinn. Chris Savi, Landy, Mano Intirame, Johnny, Aaron. This is Sci-Fi for Me, your portal to the science fiction multiverse.
1: Immortal Mass, a 1970 superhero crime noir adventure that follows a retired soldier who is given a covenant interview with a death row in What he learns from the interview thrusts him into Atlanta's shadowy underworld. He'll have to utilize his military training to survive from being hunted for the information that could topple the most powerful ruling class
0: in the city. This is not a pre-order or a crowdfunding campaign. It's your books now at Denali's.com. 25 seconds to curtain, folks! Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Roger how's it Mitch, going everybody it, it, it's it's going it's going five sips better than it was ten minutes ago so that's how that's the kind of day it's been it's been it's been a good day been a good day a little cold uh, rained all day long so pretty cold here too <sighs> yeah where, what part of country are you in
1: South Carolina Greenville,
0: South oh. Carolina. Okay, so your fellow Southerner, even though I'm in Arkansas, uh, it's, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be 110 now. It's spring. Yeah, that's how the South is, right? It's, yeah, it's supposed to be triple digits till October. I miss
1: spring. That's what I miss.
0: Yeah, we go straight to summer. We don't. We don't really have a spring. Uh, I, I remember last spring. It was a Tuesday. Um, it was a nice day out, and you know, you just kind of didn't need a didn't need a coat. But you didn't need to take your shirt off either. But it's getting it's getting warmer weather, and uh, it's going to be better. to Make more trips to the comic shop. Oh yeah, uh, I hate yeah. I hate going in the rain. Oh, I do too. Because I don't care if they're bagged and in a sack, I will invariably get a water drop on my comics. Yeah. Uh, on the cover. Or it would help, or accidentally drop them in a, a puddle. Yeah. Oh, oh, I would just, I'd be angry then. But, um, yeah, cause I don't, I don't leave them in the bag till I get home. I'm like, what did I get? Where did I get? I'm driving my mind you. And I'm pulling them out on the passenger seat and looking at the covers. Um, although now it only takes me like three or four seconds to do that. It used to be a bigger stack back in the back in the day. I don't mm-hmm. know if your mainstream habits have uh, shrunk over the past few they, years or they have.
1: And I never was much uh, like tremendously a mainstream fan um, with the exception of stuff like Batman. You know, I've always been a Batman fan, but most of the comics I grew up reading were like, um, you know, Hellboy, Sandman, Spawn. You know, the more um, not just independent, but the more like obscure, like non-traditional superhero stuff. Swamp Thing was another one.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was big on the Vertigo line of things when they came out. Animal Man was one of my favorites. But um, but I remember I, when I would leave the comic shop, I would go home with a big stack of comics and then I'd sit down and start reading. And I'd take my favorites and i put them at the bottom of the pile because I didn't want to end the reading period on something that was untested and crappy. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I want to end it with what I know is going to be good. And now, like the last time I went was over a week ago. Brought home three, maybe four books. I haven't read any of them yet. Hmm. I I just put them to the side and said, "Okay, I'll get to you later." And I haven't touched them. So I, I guess I'm growing up. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I yeah, that, I guess we I all that. are. So, but but you decided you're uh, you're going to make some comics now. You're oh yeah. You're know, not just going to be a fan anymore. You're going to be a creator.
1: Well, I've been a creator for close to 15 years now. Um, I'm just now getting into
0: the.
1: the yeah, I'm just now getting into the crowdfunding aspect of it. Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of a late bloomer to the Indiegogo slash Kickstarter movement, um, um, if you could call it that. But uh, yeah, I've been doing comics the old-fashioned way, where you print them, call up stores, uh, you know, see if they can carry them for yeah, close to 15 years since since 2009.
0: Okay. So, um, so you've been doing the the, the traditional method, uh, getting yeah. in there and doing doing the grunt work and the elbow grease and all that stuff. Yeah,
1: you going to conventions much... and actually leaving the table and talking to stores, which is kind of pointless now. But you know, back in the day, that's how you know, that's how you get a lot of a lot of stores oh. caring. you actually you're meeting the store owners face to face at a convention,
0: showing yeah. them the books so they
1: know you know it's real
0: it's real now now you leave your table and you uh see your voice at, and you're yeah. like where are the comic people at And they're like you know, they're, they're all they're all you um trying to sell their book
1: oh yeah it's, right. it's kind of depressing sometimes when i go to a comic convention because it's because it's always comic convention but the comics are like in the back corner away from everybody
0: if they're there at all yeah. And and yeah. sometimes it's just a guy with white, long white boxes who sells back issues. Yeah. Um, and, and you, you know, you got to get through the anime voice actors and the uh, professional wrestlers. Um, and, and, you know, nobody's there to sign comics because there's no creator there. That's for sure. Yeah. Mike Walter's dropping in the chat here to say, hi. appreciate you, Mike. Glad you're glad you're here. Uh, be sure to hit Mike's show at the top of the next hour here when he does the Mike's Den with all the niche news in anime, comics, and professional wrestling. Uh, again, they go together on his show. They go together at these conventions. I uh, just wish the the balance would get more towards comics again. Yeah. So, There's nothing wrong
1: with wrestling or anime. I mean, I love anime. Yeah. I grew up on it. But, yeah, you know, I kind of miss comic books at a convention.
0: Yeah. I, I miss the uh, – Oh, I'm I'm so old school that when I went to conventions, you know, back back when you had to fight the dinosaurs in the parking lot to get into the building, um, you would go in and there'd be this big floor. And you would know by looking towards the ceiling, D.C. is over there. Marvel is in that corner. Archie's over here. I mean, yeah. Image Comics, they were setting up a tent outside because they were new. Um, the, The companies were there. They represented you talked to the creators. Uh, you Mm -hmm. got Buku signatures and you, and and you got them by walking up to the guy and saying, would you sign my book? And they did it. Yeah. Uh, There was none of this buying a special ticket. Um, did you get a coin? (laughs) Oh no, it's my, uh, that's the,
1: the, uh, text notification on my phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I just, I recognize that sound. (laughs) You got a power up. Only cool people Um, do. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but but now it's like you know you got if, if there's anybody there at all you got to get a ticket to get in that guy's line and he's only going to sign three things and
1: yeah I blame eBay for a lot of that stuff yeah you know, that's yeah because you know people would just you know they um, stand in line and get a signature you know and there's you know some cases I've heard where there's all uh, there's like a sob story you know oh my kid has cancer or blah 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 you know and it's a lie they just go sell it on eBay for triple what they
0: paid for it. Oh, yeah. Well, I I, also, I saw it coming before there was an internet, though, because the first time I saw it happen was when Neil Gaiman was at a convention and they all made sure that, you know, only two, only two items, only two items, only two items are going down the low, the row. And I'm like, same convention. I saw a kid walk up with a stack of hulks to Peter David and Peter David signed every single one of them. He signed them five at a time and took the next guy and signed another five and took the next guy. But he signed every single book. Yeah. Uh, they, Back in the days when, you know, before the rock star creators uh, were just like our idols instead of our gods, I guess. Yeah. Um, And and they appreciated it and they showed the fans the same love that they were being shown in return. Uh, Pops, hey, yo, glad you're here. Hey, Pop. Uh, Thanks for popping in. Uh, Ben Jackson from Rokan is here. Glad to see you, Ben. Haven't seen you in a while. Uh, Mike says that traditionally anime, cartoons, comics, manga... And pro wrestling, when grouped together, are considered niche. Uh, so, yeah, it's, been, it's it's only been the last five to ten years that have been more mainstream. I I think wrestling was mainstream for a long time, though, I think. Uh, I mean, it was down here. I, yeah, depends on where you were. I, I was in St. Louis uh, as a kid, and they had wrestling at the Chase, and everybody I went to school with knew who all the wrestlers were. Uh, so if you knew wrestling, guys, you weren't, uh, you know, one of the few kids in the corner who were into it. You were just one of the normal kids, everybody knew him. So, so what were the books you were creating before crowdfunding? What? um... Uh, Mainly the
1: Boger. I've done uh, two mini series. Uh, uh, The original one was the first book I ever did. Um, It's a cringe factory, I'll admit. (laughs) Um, And I did um, a book in between the two Boger mini series called raw nerve that I had to cancel because, you know, to be honest, it was sophomoric. You know, it was you. Know, I thought I knew what I was doing, and I, you know, didn't because it. You know, I was all comic creators. You know, I noticed it takes a while to to get your rhythm going, and I yeah. thought uh, that after the Boger, uh, the first one that my rhythm was going. So I did Raw Nerve, and it was just, just, just a mess. Then I did the 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 second uh, Boger miniseries, Southern Gothic, which uh, the trade actually um, came out last year.
0: Okay. So, so what's a boger?
1: He essentially is the, um, is the God of vengeance. You know, he's, you know, lived since almost the dawn of man. He, uh, was a human got cursed by God to, you know, become a, a God himself of vengeance to, um, uh, to, um, take up other people's causes of vengeance, but to him, it's not a curse. It's, you know, he enjoys doing it because he loves killing people. To him, it's more about the killing than the actual act of revenge. And um, each each storyline takes place in a different time period with different characters. So there's not really any strong continuity in between each individual storyline. So uh, new readers can pick it up with any new storyline. Uh, you know, because, the you know, the books, uh, the book's very simple as far as, as what the boger is. So I can just jump into whatever story I want to. And with okay. the current one, the, uh, what I'm calling like the big relaunch, the new number one. Uh, you know, I'm copying, you know, Marvel and DC in that aspect.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> why not? Everybody's
1: doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, it takes place in feudal Japan. Which I've always wanted to tell a story in feudal Japan with samurai and ninjas and shoguns and all that. <clears throat> and um, so, so,
0: motivation-wise, he's kind of like the specter or ghost rider.
1: Yeah, except more brutal, more violent. Like he he loves getting his hands dirty when it comes to killing people. Um, he's kind of like you know a typical serial killer in the body of a monster. So he's sort of. Um, extra monstrous.
0: Yeah, and, and and given righteous targets, so yeah. where he's, to, he's not going to go to hell for what he's doing now. He's uh, <laughs> no, he he technically is in hell and he loves it. That that's a that's a weird twist. Uh, you know, to to think that you put me into my element, I'm so happy now. <laughs> yeah, you know, the first mini
1: series I did with um, the entire story was from his point of view. So you really got to understand his mentality and what he's, you know, what he wants to do, what he has to do and you know his motivation for base. Well, I mean, he has to kill people because that's kind of his curse. But, you know, but he if he had it his way, he just um, annihilate the whole human race.
0: Yeah. Well, there's there's no shortage of bad people. But um, what what's a somebody got to do to get on the Bogers radar? I mean, um, how bad you perform,
1: well, well, it's, it's, it's any act of revenge, really, you know, it could be you cut, um, you killed my family to you cut me off in traffic. Um, <laughs> it's basically a ritual that they have to perform, you know, like summoning any demon or God, you have to perform a magical ritual. And within oh, the overarching mythology of the Boger, there's a book called Marlin's mythology, which sort of is kind of like, um, for lack of a better analogy, my version of Lovecraft's Necronomicon. Okay. Except instead of this like evil book, it's just a book that you find in a bookstore that just so happens to have all these spells in it and like explanations of, of the universe. Cause later on in the series, I'm going to add more monsters and more gods and demons to kind of flesh out the world a little
0: bit. It's interesting that it's available mass market. You don't have to go dig anybody up. Uh, yeah, Roland, Rollin, good to see you out there in the chat. Thank you. Uh, make mine Silverline, and uh, I got my Silverline books in the mail yesterday, so that's that's going on my to read stack. Got Divinity, and got Trumps, so going to be reading that. Woody, glad to have you out here. Um, always uh, a, a stalwart fan of the podcast. God knows why, um, but he, he he keeps coming back for more. <laughs> Is he looking for punishment? Guy, he's a masochist. Uh, he he just sticks around and stays here. So I'm gonna bring the campaign up. Um, there it is, and I'm gonna refresh it just so I make sure that we are at the right dollar starting value here. Forty two. The answer to life, the universe, and everything. That is the number we got with three backers. Let's let's change this tonight, folks. Let's get this let's number make, it up a up. make it go up. Make it go up. Yeah, we don't want it to go down. Don't don't refund if you're watching the show now. Don't don't take it out on uh, Mitch just because of my awful show running capabilities here. Um, so this is this is an ongoing. Yeah. So does that mean that every issue is going to be a different time period or are you gonna uh, do arcs? depends on how
1: long the story arc is? Uh, the current one, Legend of the Black Lotus Flower, which is the one in Japan is two issues. The next one, which uh, deals with like an American government conspiracy, is one issue. Then the third story arc is going to be three. So kind of, you know, depending on how big the story is, the issue count uh, will fluctuate.
0: Okay. So what's the, uh, I'm thinking of, you know, what his job is and how powerful he must be. And I haven't even really discovered that yet. What? How do you how do you make a whole story out of that? Because I would I would think be like you know, here's the evil person. They're doing the evil thing. That's like 18 pages. Page 19, the Boger shows up. Page 20, we're done. Um, well, one well, one aspect of his
1: personality is he likes to toy with people. So he doesn't really go after them outright. Um, in the first miniseries, uh, he was going after you know the most cliched you know, thing imaginable. I admit a crime lord. And before he got to the crime Lord, he just kind of um, systematically wiped out his organization. And as the story oh, went, the crime Lord was becoming more and more afraid, more and more anxious. So it's that kind of installing fear in his prey is really what gets him off before the actual killing happens.
0: Okay. So so that's something you can have a lot of fun with as a writer. Yeah. Um, wa- watching, you know, because these 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 victims, I hesitate to call them that, but... But these evil people, um, they're they're probably very commonly arrogant and, uh, untouchable. And and to see that stripped away from them, uh, before their final demise, I think that that's probably a lot more satisfying than just, yep, shot them all again. Gonna go home, bonk the wife on a pile of money. What was that? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And also,
1: like, um, I try to flesh the story out as much as possible, um, you know, because just a basic, typical revenge story, you know, it's just like any, like a bank high story or you know anything of that nature. Um, you don't want it to be cookie cutter. You want it to to be different uh, each time. And with the Boger, you know, I take a lot of inspiration from like, classic mythology because there's a lot of revenge stories in every single mythological culture that we can think of and like aspects of like you know there's kind of unwritten rules with them uh that i've kind of created where he doesn't appear in the daytime so that gives him like a time limit um he's he can't kill anyone that that isn't um directly associated with his target like he can't just kill an innocent person over here unless that person is somehow associated with,
0: you know, it, with this so, uh, target. So now, wait a second, they can be associated, but still be innocent. Or do you mean like, you know, just not as evil? Like just you know, not like, as a, evil. A, yeah. Cause I'm like yeah. a crime Lord might have a five-year-old daughter that doesn't know anything yeah. about what daddy it's, does.
1: It's, um, they have to be related to, um, I guess some more accurate way of describing it is they have to be somehow connected to the actual incident that, that the person who summoned the boger is wanting revenge for like, um, for instance, I haven't done a story with this, but if, you know, a, um, a politician's son kills a kid in a drunk driving accident, you know, uh, the boger, you you go after, yeah, you can't go after, um, the guy's kid because, you know, the kid wasn't involved, but he could go after say the judge that was paid off or the cop that falsified the report or something like that, or the politician himself.
0: Yeah. Somebody who did something dirty. Yeah. Uh, n- yeah. N- nobody, in, no, nobody truly innocent about it. I can, I can, I can see that. Uh, hench- henchmen and. Uh, and Cohorts. Just, just bad people, bad people. Yeah. Um, What, what kind of um, obstacles then does the Boger have? I mean, uh, is he is he completely invincible, or does anybody um, ever have a shot at stopping him?
1: They do have a shot at stopping him, but I haven't really gone into that aspect of the mythology yet. I do have stories planned in the future where that comes into play. Um, I mean, uh, he's essentially more just an all-purpose, you know, you know, vengeance demon. You know, so he's he's nigh invulnerable, but I like playing with certain aspects of the story to where him being, you know, completely invincible, isn't really, uh, doesn't destroy the story because that's not the part I'm focusing on. Cause some stories, the Boger isn't even the focal point of of the story. Like in Southern Gothic. He was more, uh, treated like a uh, force of nature that just kind of appeared and then killed someone and went away. And the whole conflict of, the, of southern Gothic was a murder mystery you know who's killing these people um, the Boger's going after the you know the killer but the sheriff in southern Gothic is more or less you know not only trying to find out what the Boger is but also um, um, you know find the killer so that's the driving force of the story and then this no. one, it's almost um, mainly the boger toying with uh, Shogun. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the basic story for this one is um, I mean, it's uh, kind of treated like a Japanese, like a classic Japanese ghost story. And okay. in it, um, a samurai's wife is killed by his shogun, and he you know, kind of foregoes his code of honor to the shogun uh, by sending the boger after him. And then the Boger kind of, or the Shogun kind of becomes the Boger's play thing. And then there's a huge battle in, in uh, issue two amongst the Boger and an entire army of Samurai.
0: So it's not like that the Boger gets a message spoil. from God that says, okay, your next assignment is over here. No. It's that, the Samurai called him. You, you, he's got yeah. what, like a business yeah, card. It's whoever,
1: sum, it's whoever summons him. It's like any magical ritual that you you know see in any media. You know, you perform a like a séance, or you know, certain you know draw certain emblems, you know, say an incantation, and he just appears. And you say, "I want vengeance for this person," or vengeance on this person goes after them.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking at the pages here initially, and the, you know, you're setting it up with a fairy tale uh, framework, uh, and I, I like what <coughs> you're doing with the colors on this. How you fade into oh, the uh, uh, the patina parchment here. Um, where we go into old Japan, it's uh, this works a lot better than a than a stark white background, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of got the idea for the actual Japanese ghost story part of it, uh, um, to look like it was done on on a old Japanese scroll, like scroll art. If you ever seen it, yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, basically just found uh, like a Japanese scroll texture online, and just put it over the artwork when I was done with it. So it kind of, you know, so um, I don't know if you're able to zoom in, but you can actually see like the fibers of the, of the scroll in the, oh. in the artwork.
0: Yeah. I, I can't zoom in that much. Okay. I can't even see it uh, where I'm at now, but so, so this is a, this isn't just like a color. This is a texture fill yeah. on the whole page. That's yes. going to look great. Uh, but yeah, the, here, here's the Shogun. He's after the, he's after the samurai's wife. Um, he you know kind of makes her oopsie drop drop something. Yeah. Says, "Oh, the emperor's gonna be mad at you." But hey, you know, for a for 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 five minutes, I can make him forget. Um, yeah, and she's like, "Nope, won't do it." And oh, violence happens here. Uh, hello, YouTube. Goodbye, YouTube. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, the overall storyline?
0: Story oh, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say you got you got three spot color here. I like that too. But go yeah. on.
1: The overall story is inspired by a ghost story called Okiku and the Ten Plates, which um, um, in the original story, it was the ghost of the woman that was uh, dropped down the well that gets vengeance, when in this one, it's the Bover
0: Yeah, because ghosts aren't real. Come on. Uh, <laughs> th- this is the uh, the metaphor imagery here. Um I love this because it's like the silent that to anybody reading comics, this is a word balloon and it's, it's this actually, it's a ghost. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, it looks to me like silence <laughs> no. calling out, like the silent scream of a ghost um, coming out of the well. And you, know, it, you you've got her face made part of the clouds here. This is, um, it's, it, it's very not straightforward imagery. Um, very magical realism kind of thing. And, and then the samurai comes, comes a running, pulls her out, and he can, he can hear her.
1: Yeah. Uh, she says who killed her?" The ghost him. is calling to him. And as you can see, I censored it a little
0: bit. <laughs> yeah. Ne- needed to be censored. Um, actually, I didn't notice there that it had been yeah. censored because you, you did it in red. Nice, Nicely played. We don't even notice that it's censored. So uh, there, 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 there's a nipple in this book, people, be, uh, if you're going to be triggered. Um, you know, it's, yeah, for that, reason, uh, yeah, for some reason,
1: yeah. Uh, for some reason, the internet or you know America is fine with you know bashing a person's head in, but if you show a nipple, that's especially on you know, a wrong, dead wrong. person. Yeah. Yeah, there's the perks you get. So you, you get, get five, five five variant covers.
0: You're not worried that's too many. No, yeah. <laughs> they're already done. <laughs> they're they're all choices. It's not like you got to yeah. buy five of one to get one of the other ones. So it's it's not yeah. the same thing as what. But there is a, a perk
1: to get all five, if just if you want them.
0: Well, why wouldn't you? you know, if you want, you want to be a completist, guys. That's what we. it's why we collect comics. Um, so so cover eight. First of all, are you the artist and the writer on all of this? Yes,
1: artist, yes. writer, colorist, letterer. Everything. Wow. I'm not the editor because I can't edit myself.
0: That's not a good idea. It's like representing yourself in court. Yeah. So, so we got cover A here for $5. That's a decent price. I'm going to have to now click on this to see estimated shipping. There's not an estimated shipping cost. What's the uh, – usually when I do that, I see uh, a price. So where do I – where do I see what my shipping cost is going to be?
1: I thought I'd put it on there. It should be four.
0: That's still cheap enough. Uh, I'm not going to go to the payment page because it <laughs> probably has my credit cards and everything saved in there. Um, yeah.
1: I wonder why it didn't come up because I put it in when I was putting the items in.
0: Maybe it, maybe it's on the payment page because I can't, maybe it's Kickstarter that puts the shipping cost right here in the perk window. Um,
1: Could be. Uh, it's been forever since I've... Bought anything
0: on, on Kickstarter? Yeah, it hasn't been hasn't been that long since I bought anything on Indiegogo though. So I, I I will I will investigate it. But you know if you say it's four, that's that's a cheap ship price for a cheap yeah. comic. Uh, you're talking nine dollars total, people for for how how many pages of your issues? Uh, twenty, I think this one's twenty, twenty to twenty four. Your okay. your standard floppy. Yeah. Uh, and and usually you know, uh, crowdfunded comics are. Four to five times the cost of a comic on the stands. You're competing with them. You're actually a dollar cheaper, so that should be that. That should be a draw. So, here's here's the first cover. A lot of stuff happening in here. Uh, a lot of the uh, different scenes from the book. We don't see a boger. That's the thing. It's, uh, but we, yep. There's the wife, full yeah. center. And then here she is again, but this one's done more in, um, in, in, in a Japanese style. Japanese style. Now, is this a representation of the Boger done in that same style? Yeah. Yeah. I just made him look
1: more like a traditional Japanese Oni in that uh, picture.
0: Yeah. With yeah, the curved the fangs
1: curved and the circular ears.
0: That's cool. Now cover C is different than cover. Okay. It's, it's yeah, it's cover uh, A,
1: but in black, white, and red, like the interiors, just without the scroll overlay.
0: Okay, and then cover D. Oh, yeah. now this, yeah. there's the Boger. and and this Ooh. is a big. He's he's a big hulking thing. Um, looks like he's got back some quality. sort of uh, wing wing stubs on his back there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, when I originally um designed uh, designed him, I created them when I was in high school, and when I first drew them you know, I drew like a, I'm uh, having kind of a hunchback, but I was like, you know, I like that, but I need something just to break up that circle. So I just put these little, you know, things there. And after, after, um, after a while, they became just deformed miniature wings. And um, as you see, I kind of messed up and I was putting the graphics in, I put like three different graphics for Cover D.
0: Yeah. I was <laughs> so like, what's, what's the difference here?
1: Oh, uh, no. nothing. It was just a mistake on my end that I, you know, I don't know how many times I went over this before I published it or. Yeah. And I completely missed that each time. And, and then yep. there's cover E.
0: Cover E. Ooh, that's uh, that doesn't look like ancient Japan to me, but that that looks more like a tarot card kind of thing. But <clears throat> Well, that's kind of what I was looking for. But, but still, it's a it's it's a nice uh, horror cover. Uh, for for a book like this,
1: thank you. And
0: are you getting? Are you still getting store distribution?
1: No, um, a lot of the stores that uh, carried me unfortunately closed down during the pandemic. So
0: I need to hook you up with my new friend Phil over at the ICBCA, oh, cool. the the inter the Independent Comic Book Creators Association, where, where they're working to put guys like you back on store shelves through their own catalog thank um,
1: you and i, I mean, have you, two of the all covers
0: you wanted to happened. get people to see these things you know, Yeah, you know, i did, you know, I, did. You know, I did you had you had a lot of white space you didn't want to scroll and scroll through that um but all five covers for only 20 bucks that's um that's a that's, that's a, a good deal because you you never know which one of these covers is going to be your favorite, folks. You might as well get them all. Uh, and now this this is the add ons This is mm-hmm. um, you want to go back uh, in time and see where it all yeah. came from.
1: Yeah, the original graphic novel and the Southern Gothic collection. You can get both of them for just forty dollars.
0: Yeah. So so these are um, these are collected editions. They'll have more pages than just twenty each one, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the original had 202, either 202 oh or 203. Uh, Southern Gothic had around 187.
0: So so these are big books here for uh, yeah. two for $40 people. Um, and now now you got them kind of in reverse order because I think the white one is the... Um, That's the original. Chronological one. Yeah. And then Southern Gothic came after that. But... Um, oh, hey. Oh, and look, you know, I... Yeah. I I like this poster just as much as you did apparently cuz you you turned it into a print uh, the cover into a print. Hey we have a visitor. Hey there. Champ. What's his name? Champ. Hey Champ. I know, I know. I'll play with you later. Oh, I I'm sitting here trying to call him to the monitor and he's hearing it out of the
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's hearing it in your headphones. He's like, look, "Who's in look, your head?
1: Who's in look, your head?" Look. I know. Like, I don't have I probably have food on my hand. I know.
0: You taste good. Someone's in your ear. Let me get him out of your ear. I know. He's a good dog.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, there he goes. (laughs) He's done.
0: All right, I got that last bite. Um, So you got a a mini poster here. What What are the dimensions on mini? Eleven
1: by seventeen
0: posters poster. are
1: usually, yeah, yeah, posters are like a, a true poster, quote unquote, is usually about 22 by 17. Yeah. And this is 11 by 17. I don't like using the phrase prints for artwork because, because I went to um, art school way back in the day. And a print is usually done on like canvas paper and signed and numbered. So yeah. I've always just used like posters or mini posters to describe what most people call prints.
0: 11 by 17 is just outside the range of a Gemini mailer, but I might be wrong.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it's out of the range. I'll, um, I'll have to to buy those big, like 11 by 17 card stock envelopes, just make sure that they're un, you know that I, I pack them down so much that they're unbendable.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's um. What, what what I do is I put them in the the cardstock envelopes for there, and then I put the comics in the Gemini, and I put both of those in a poly bag and seal it up and weigh it and label it, and off it goes. Um, that way everything arrives together. And then you got the Boger t-shirts. Now this is uh, more the uh, I don't know has the Boger evolved much in appearance since your first books? Um, not much. The only
1: thing that really changed from the original miniseries was his facial markings. Um, The original facial markings was just the two lines down the eyes, you know, kind of like the crow was in a stripe going down the middle of the eyes to the top lip. Um, But, you know, I kind of didn't like that. Um, So when I collected it into the uh, trade or graphic novel, uh, um, I changed it to three lines going down the face. So it kind of you know has that like clown look I was going for, but also in an artistic way, looks like three slashes.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like he uh, had an encounter with Wolverine and was too busy to finish it off yeah. at the time.
1: Yeah, and that's not makeup he has it uh, that's actually burned onto his face.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, we've got some stretch goals here at five hundred. Uh, we're gonna throw some what we can throw everything in. The bookmarks, yeah. the coaster, the stickers. Bookmarks,
1: coaster, stickers, everything.
0: Okay, so that's your um, your tchotchke pack right there. Uh, and at a thousand, everyone's going to get a secret mini poster, not the same one as the add-on one. And at ten thousand, <laughs>
1: yes, I am serious about that, folks. If if I just so happen to get ten thousand, I will shave my head, and I'll do it online.
0: I tell you what, you get you get ten thousand. We'll have you shave your head on my channel. I'll shave my beard. Okay. Okay. You're on. Uh, we get people, We people get Mitch to 10,000 and I will shave the beard right off online. Um been, been looking for an excuse to try something like that anyway. Uh, Doc, Doc Blaylock. Hey, in Doc. The house. Uh, back the boger and loved it. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Um <laughs> Love that you yeah. seem to seen the Mayberry Courthouse. Um yeah, I
1: did base the sheriff's office on the Mayberry Courthouse in Southern Gothic.
0: I, uh, what was, the, what, I can't, I, not Mount Pilot because that's not real place, but I lived in North Carolina for a while and I uh, was not far from the, uh, the towns that were actually used for, um, uh, for, for Mayberry and, and Mount Pilot. um, Mount Airy. Is that it? What I'm thinking.
1: I think so. It's, it's Mount Som.
0: Yeah, I think it's Mount Airy. Uh, I, I used to know at the time.
1: Uh, I used to know too. Don't Mount Pleasant.
0: That might be it. Ah. If, if you're if you're stating that with confidence, I'll go with you. Um, Woody's saying, please, please, no nips. You know, <laughs> stay away from my comic book collection, then, Woody. Uh, <laughs> because- stay away from my movie collection. Um, yeah, well, you know, those are that's better than comics, isn't it? You have Life Force in your collection.
1: Yes. Yeah, the Toby Hooper movie.
0: Yes, yes, with Matilda May. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> read, read. What do you mean? Read the read the chat. Of course, I'm reading the chat. 100. Um, didn't? Weren't you here when I was clicking on your stuff? Come on. Um, I know, Woody's was late. That was way way back again, it's it's because uh, I don't really do a very very professional job here. Um uh, no, neither do so, I. Well I, I try. I, I'm here. That's you know, ninety eight percent of the work is what I was told. Uh, so how how many days has it been running so far? It's got forty one uh, days left. I don't uh, want to think it's been twenty. It so started far. at forty five. Okay. So you just yeah. you just got to um yeah, I decided
1: just to do like a middle ground between 30 and 60. So I just hit 45.
0: Okay. Give it well, like a we two need good have,
1: week buffer.
0: Yeah. We need to get this kicked up here uh, because we need way more than 4% four days in. Uh, I so, need a hundred percent at least. Yeah. hundred percent would be great. Uh, five days in. Um, Mitch, do you need a, a, an alt cover by that doc play guy? Because. Um, maybe for the next issue, I'll, I'll hit you yeah. up. Cause you've only got five right now. Uh, so yeah. you know, a, a sixth one, you know, would just round up. You could, you could replace one of them D blocks with. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, what sucks is you can't edit it after you publish it. And I didn't notice yeah. that until after I published it. I'm like, Oh crap.
0: I thought you just couldn't edit the, um, the tiers, but I thought you could edit the description part. I'll go back and look at it. I hope I can. Yeah. I think, and, and it's, you can't edit the tiers if somebody's ordered it. Yeah. That's yeah. As, that. as soon as somebody orders something, you're locked, but I think you can edit the rest of it. Uh, so you might be able to, to clean that up just a bit uh, and, you know, throw in that doc Blaylock lock cover. Um, so what are your, what are your long-term plans for the book? I mean, you're, this is an ongoing series. So you've yeah got well, to have, have a, a file cabinet all... in your head full of stuff.
1: Oh yeah. I've, file cabinet i have notebooks at random parts of my apartment <laughs> i have so many different ideas and since i'm introducing you know later on other monsters you know i have stories with them of an ideas um i have uh coming up at some point the um the story that's the history of the world um within the boger mythology so it encompasses not just the boger but everything since the, the dawn of time
0: and, and which I Boger, love
1: creation type stories.
0: And the Boger has existed since near the dawn of time, right? Yeah. Yes. His actual origin is back in,
1: um, I guess you'd call it caveman days before the flood is what's called in the original graphic novel. Um, okay. uh, the Boger was a priest and he came home one day and found his family was killed by a renegade tribe. And he prayed to God to, to get vengeance upon the tribe for him. Well, God wouldn't, so he took it upon himself. And then God decided to punish him by turning him into the boger to to gain vengeance for the rest of eternity.
0: I was just wondering if it was the same guy all the time or if there were like different people who had become the boger over and It's the same centuries. guy. Same guy. Yeah. Okay, so he's, he's gotten good at it. <laughs> he's had practice. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, he's had a lot of practice.
0: And if you like swampish monsters, of course, you want to do check out uh, Blood and Mud, uh, where you Pariah. find Doc Blaylock's golem uh, at that Indiegogo link. Uh, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go to Indiegogo, folks, click on the link below the video that will take you to the boger. Uh, pick up a five dollar comic, a five dollar comic, and you know, then once you've done that. Uh, say search uh, blood and mud, and oh wait, no, come back here and click the link because I'm sure Doc is probably shadow banned, uh, because Indiegogo does that. Um, I did not check to see if uh, you were shadow banned. Is it, uh, is that a possibility, Mitch? I don't know. Um, I don't know why I would be. I don't know why you would be either, but you know nobody does once they're shadow banned. Um, I mean, if I go to Indiegogo and I type in Boger, guess what? I see the ongoing series first thing that pops up, followed by Southern Gothic with a K. Cool, that that's very metal, uh, as the kids say. Um, Doc is 100% shadow banned, so you can't find Blood and Mud on uh, on Indiegogo if you search it that way. That's um... now is Indiegogo your your go to? I mean, yeah. is that where you, the only place you go?
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I chose it uh, basically because they have the the option of flexible goals. Um, You know, so whoever backs it will get a book, you know, will get whatever they
0: ordered. I know there's a a new place that's popping up uh, called Fund My Comic. You probably saw the ad on there. Have you heard about that one yet?
1: I have. I'll uh, probably try that out after this is done. Or. I don't know. I
0: could probably try it out now, too. I
1: don't
0: know why. Yeah, y'all try I it don't out now. You, that's that's all up to you, man. Um, yeah. I won't. I won't say yes or no either way. I I I wouldn't want myself to run two campaigns uh, on different places only because it divides your crowd and you you want to hit your goal. Uh, but since you do have a flexible goal and you're printing regardless, that's that's what flexible goal means, folks. If this is your first Indiegogo rodeo, um, then, then then yeah, I guess you know spread spread your um, presence around the internet, and and that's where that's where Doc's going to be moving to because he got shadow banned on Indiegogo. Um, I didn't know sh- Doc, uh, uh, Indiegogo him, yeah.
1: was shadow banning people.
0: Chat, it's yeah, it's been shadow banning a lot of people, and and by shadow banning. Uh, what I mean is you, you can search for their comic and you won't find it on their site. You can Google their comic and you won't find a link to it from Google. Uh, you have to actually literally have the link from the creator to take you directly into it. Uh, it's just not getting any promotion at all inside of Indiegogo. And there are a lot of people. When I say a lot, 12 I could probably name offhand uh, who are, who are being shadow banned. Uh, Mike Barron, notably. Um, had, had private American was being shadow banned. Um to to the point that Oh I remember that, yeah. Yeah. To to the point that the updates to the campaign were not going out to the uh backers.
1: Um, I thought Indiegogo was, was better than that, but apparently not.
0: Oh well you now we, we 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 like to be optimistic about everybody's motives, but Indiegogo has um has taken some steps backwards, let's say. Yeah. So, but you know there are people who are uh taking steps around to fund my comics one of them uh, icba uh, icbca.net is another one uh, they they're the ones who are uh, they're they're setting up um and you can find the video from earlier this week on our on our playlist they're setting themselves up to be uh printer distributor um you know people will be able to buy your book directly from them. Say, send me one copy. Okay, here it is. Zip, print, done. Uh, retailers can say, send me one copy, or send me fifty copies, or send me five hundred copies. Again, done. Um, so, it's a it's, um, it's a lofty goal. I wish them well. I hope they succeed. Um, I'm going to be doing some work with them myself. I hope because I've got plans, and they fit into them just right. Um, all of us at Dark Gift Comics are shadow banned, so yeah, yeah. Every, every, every one of those titles is... uh and, and we and well, I know why everyone at Dark Gift Comics is shadow banned. It's um uh, there's a there's there's a there's a word for it, and it's um uh, the 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 fence egress is um is is what's at issue there, so. it's an open secret. Um, are you ever thinking at the point that, you know, like, Hey, you know, the, the Boger, um, trope, so to speak is, is well-established. You know, you've got somebody who's done an awful thing. Uh, vengeance is called for Boger comes. You ever thinking at some point you can say, Hey, you there, you're a writer. You want to write a Boger story? And, you know, just, just take, um, Outside submissions or, or is this, you know, my baby, no one touched my baby. I've got my baby in my um, arms
1: and my baby stays with it's, me. It's my baby. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I might, you know, at, at some point hire, um, um, uh, artists and stuff, you know, if the workload gets too big, but you know, yeah. it's, I kind of have a set idea of what I want to do with it. Um, so and. I um, mean, I admit that with my own stuff, I'm I'm very much a control freak.
0: Yeah, well, especially if, you know if you've got a canon that you don't want to be violated because you're going to do something else somewhere. I was thinking more like like rather than giving it away or or you know even hiring it out, but uh, like just doing a an anthology of uh, of fan based or you know other creator written stories um, that are all boger shorts, just just to flavor it up a bit. But but yeah, don't blame you. It's your thing. Keep it. Keep it. Doc's not gonna let us write any uh Gollum stories in his universe, I'm sure. So um <laughs> I'm I'm trying to th- I had I had another question in mind about how this boger was going to be um moving ahead in the future. And it moved right out of my head while we were talking about anthology potentials. Um so what are we talking about for a delivery date here? June? June. Um, So you're close to done. Mm -hmm.
1: And and here, very soon I'll actually start. um, Because I have everything done print files ready to ship off. So as soon as this campaign's over, I can ship it off, have books printed and by in by early June, I can start mailing them off.
0: Okay. So, so the, the story itself story and art, they're done. It's just mm-hmm. the printing that's got to be. done. Everything's done. Oh, and oh. I also forgot. I don't know why it's not on on
1: on the page, but uh, there is another add-on um, that uh, you can also get uh, commissions from me. There's okay. Uh, yeah, there's a black and white price and a full color price.
0: Now, you have different styles, uh, right? Because I mean, what artist doesn't? What I. Have, I do have mainly one style,
1: but I try to, you know, sometimes try to tweak it. Uh, sometimes I'm not always successful in that. So I learned just to stay with one style
0: as a default. And what I was trying to get at here was that this opening framework here, this is, this is Mitch. This is Mitch style. You know, look at that. So yeah, that's Mitch. And this is Mitch drawing old Japanese style, uh, where they might not necessarily say, who drew this? You know, does that Mitch? Uh, cause Cause, cause you're intentionally forcing it into a, a stylized look. I, don't look I right. thought I just
1: <laughs> drew the same style of the whole book, but thank you.
0: <laughs> well, okay. I'm, 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 maybe I just watched too much Samurai Jack, I guess. Um, but you know, it, it, it looks this, this looks very much like um, it fits the old style Japan book well, um, i was trying to go for that so thank you i'd like the uh i was looking at this panel here i like this perspective you've got <laughs> thank you at the shogun coming in um so many people draw the the, the straight straight on. on yeah yeah
1: yeah i grew up right. a huge fan of artists like richard corbin and bernie wrightson and that's one thing they'd always do is try to draw from a different angle each time not just a straight on shot or straight above shot, you know, would be at an odd
0: angle under, over. Yeah. And, and to be, you know, for, for the shogun to come in and you're looking up at him, it, it really conveys, you know, um, dread and power uh, in this person, because, you know, you're not, if you were looking down at him, you would, you would make a different uh, emotional statement um, because you'd be above him. This, this yeah. makes him, you know, looking down at you, the reader, to, as well as, you know, down at her, um, he's not going to survive much longer here um, I'll just leave that up there and let YouTube do what they will <laughs> Um, Doc would like to know why you chose the southern setting for a, presumably not this southern story. <laughs> for southern um,
1: multiple reasons I've always wanted to
0: uh,
1: tell a story uh, taking place in the Old South like, like um, on a lot of the Boger stories uh, the uh, the settings are uh, uh, taken from, like, movies or or TV shows I like. And I love movies like Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou, you know, obviously um, TV shows like Andy Griffith. You know, and I was just like, you know, I wanted to tell a story taking place in the Old South that dealt with racism, but not the, uh, the stereotypical, you know, what you always see in a movie you know, I wanted it to be more of a traditionally gothic type story uh, you know instead of like um uh, dark castles there's a swamp yeah you know instead of uh, instead of like you know barons and counts there's a sheriff there's a mayor you know there's his deputy yeah there's an old witch in it too
0: yep swamp steam and humidity yeah. Oh, it was, and a serial killer, of course. Um, one of my favorite TV shows was uh, American Gothic, if you ever saw that. Yeah, one.
1: with, uh, was it Gary Cole, I think was Gary Cole, the
0: sheriff in that. yeah, Sheriff Lucas Black, someone's at the door. Um, and I, I just love the hell out of that show. I wish it could have gone on uh, for, for longer than it did. I think it only went one season, too. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't even think it had that. I think it had like half a season or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, because it had um, it had episodes. Maybe I'm mixing. It. I think it had episodes that were not aired because it finished off the story in the DVD. Yeah. Oh. So if you like, if you like Southern Gothic stories, pick up that one. Uh, we are reaching the top of the hour. Is there anything about the Boger that you know? I danced around here, and we didn't really talk about. Um, not to my knowledge, no. The only thing we want to impress upon viewers now is get the book. It's five bucks. Um, even I've got five bucks. So <laughs> I have five bucks. That's yeah. Well, if, 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 if <laughs> Doc backs, uh, very soon you'll have 10. Uh, oh, so awesome. Dr. run, thank you for, for being here, Doc. Appreciate the comments, uh, keeping the chat lively there. Um, uh, so with that, I will just say, Mitch, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, bringing the Boger. Uh, I know that I saw the Boger before weren't you, you've been on the show before, right?
1: Um, not this one. I have, um, appeared on pop on a few pops shows when okay. I was doing Southern yep. Gothic and, um, I'm also part of the indie comics network. So I'm on some of their shows and I usually hold up a, copy of the southern gothic or the original <laughs> so, so that so now, might be where you saw it
0: I, I know i've seen the name i thought maybe <laughs> you'd been on the show before i was like but i don't remember any of this origin story uh it certainly would have stuck with me and i probably would have got the other books too but um now now that now that we've made the connection uh we, we've got to keep this going get you back here on all your other projects and of course as we get closer to the close on this one uh obviously hit us up and uh we will again fail you as miserably as we have tonight. I'm sure, um, but folks, if you're watching this on the replay, uh, help me out. Click the link right below the video. Go over to the Boger five dollar book. Uh, some great add-ons. Uh, some you know you can get the you can get the original stuff at a very cheap price. Those books it's forty dollars for the two of them. They're one's two hundred pages, one's a hundred pages, and I'm talking like a hundred to start with and beyond that. So they're thick. Books uh, for 40 bucks uh, worth the investment. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much for being here tonight. We do not have a show without you. We're just a podcast falling in the woods otherwise. Um, So we're very appreciative that you show up and watch me do what I can to promote creators and uh, hopefully uh, have them come back another time to do it again. And as always, while you were here, we just hope you had a blast you <smart> can my mother can my mother can my sister